Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, the co-founder of Divisio.com, the affiliate network for companies doing good. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. We've got my co-host, Andrea Adams-Miller, the founder of the Red Carpet Connection, joining us. Hello, Andrea. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be on today. Uh, oh, me too, and I can't wait to hear more about our guest today. Well, I will be glad to share. I actually am going to be meeting her for the first time this weekend, so super fun to um, you know, be with someone new who has uh, made such a difference in my life in such a short time. Her name is Natalie Bushnell, Bushnell and she is the CEO of Solicious, and that's she's not only uh, the founder of this Solicious awesome, wonderful feat that she's going to be telling us all about. But she's a two-time author. She's a master storyteller. She is a master theta healer and an emotional and wellness coach as well. And she is a spiritual awakening expert. And she has an event this weekend that is going to be totally unleashed, unleashed transcendence. I I am so super excited. Uh, Natalie, please welcome to the show. I can't wait to meet you. Well, hello, beautiful ladies. I'm so excited to be here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Nice to meet you, Natalie. Yay! Yay! I'm so happy to be here. I Well, we're happy to have you. So, Andrea, are you going to uh, give her a proper introduction? Oh, did you guys not hear me do the introduction? No, we did. We heard wow. you. I heard you just fine. I did. did you oh, not hear her? I didn't know if you were going to say anything else about her. Oh, well, I, mean, there's, I don't know anything else about her. That's what the fun thing is, is that um, she all I know is that she's been doing some amazing stuff and that I'm going all the way to St. George, Utah this weekend to learn more about her and to participate in her event and to photograph it. And I believe I'm speaking at it as well. So it'll be super fun. And uh, this is an opportunity for her to really shine and show everybody how the spiritual awakening happenings and what they can expect from this kind of a weekend and what she does in the world to empower people. Wonderful, wonderful. If you guys have questions, happy to answer. If you want me to just dive in and tell you what I do, I'm happy to do that. How does this flow best with your, your radio? <laughs> well, well, please just start telling us about the weekend first so that people understand what it is that we're coming to and tell us about Solicia so that people understand, you know, what it is and what that means and how that matters in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Solicia started about four years ago. Um, it, it came down to, I was like really struggling in my marriage. I actually walked away for about nine months and I was very spiritually gifted. So I had all these amazing abilities, but when I walked away from my husband, I was living in a trailer with four kids making 10 bucks an hour at a corporate job that I didn't love. And I was doing healings on the side just to keep energy, you know, keep the power on in my trailer. And I sat down one day and I was so mad at God because I had this very diverse reality. There was, it was like almost divided on one side. I had like my husband who was like this, like Hercules, he was like super ripped and muscular. And all he cared about was like houses and cars and things like that. And I had these two beautiful, um, like model friends, but then on the other side, I had all these so yummy people. And actually one of them was a gay male that I just was madly in love with at the time. It's kind of funny, but that it was symbolic of how people with big hearts are usually selfless versus self-loving. We tend to give more than we receive. And at that point in my life, I looked at my husband and that other side, and I thought that it was narcissistic. I thought that was something um, I, you know, I didn't want anything to do with them. And one day I was sitting outside on the lawn and I'm just like having this powwow with God, like how did I create this reality? And all of a sudden this little 
saying came to me, something because I was raised really religious when I was younger, and it said, be so food, not eye candy. And I realized right then I had been shaming a part of myself. I had been shaming my want to feel beautiful. I'd been shaming my need for money. I had been shaming all those things. I was doing, like working 15 hours, but not charging more than $33 an hour for my healing services. And, and I was just like, seriously, just give, give, give. And I wasn't working out and I wasn't taking care of me and I wasn't putting myself first. I was always putting everybody else first. And when I saw this, I was, saw this like the saying, all of a sudden I looked up and there was this beautiful sage and sage is this yummy wild plant that we sage with, or um, we take into sweat lodges. Have you ladies been to a sweat lodge? I have Gina. Have you? I, I have not, but I'm very aware of what they are. Yeah. These beautiful little wounds that the Indians create that you go in, they have stones, very, very hot, beautiful experience. You almost die though, if you don't have sage. So you'll sit there and <laughs> smell the sage just to stay alive because it gets so hot and the sage like will calm the internal body. It's really beautiful plant. And so I would consider that my soul yum food or plant, if that makes sense. And then coming out of the sage were two beautiful yellow daffodils. These are those fake looking yellow flowers. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I went and Google or like looked up what a daffodil means. And it actually means narcissist. Did you know that? It's a narcissist. Are you guys following? I had no I idea. That, but that's incredible. Yeah, so Natalie, just a... so you know, there's a slight delay in when we speak. So if you don't hear anything, just wait a second. And then if you don't, and then just go ahead and keep talking. And that's just kind of normal pattern of the blog talk radio format. <laughs> okay, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly. I'll slow down a little bit too. So these two narcissists or daffodils were growing up out of the sage. And in that moment, I had this like amazing clarity. Have both. Why not be both? Why not be so yummy on the inside and then also have the financial abundance and physical beauty that you desire on the outside? Not that you have to be a Barbie doll, but be all that you are meant to be. Take care of yourself. Put yourself first. Be self-loving versus selfless. And as I started to apply these techniques and started working out consistently and meditating consistently, um, I started to heal and mend my marriage and then create this beautiful um, balance. And me and my husband ended up getting back together. We started to launch these. It's been a lot of balancing back and forth because as healers, we often will fall back into our old patterns of give, 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 give. But it also taught me a lot about balance because a lot of people think you have to look like a Barbie doll to be enough. But the truth is, is a lot of healers take on a lot of emotional stuff from other people. I, one time, um, I worked on this lady. She was like 300 pounds. I gained 19 pounds in a single session. Like by the next day, I had blown up 19 pounds. It was so funny. I laughed because wow. she called me the next day and she says, Natalie, I lost 19 pounds. And I says, I found it <laughs> because my body swelled so much. So people need to be educated. Healers tend to swell a little bit more. They have a lot more density because they hold a lot more frequency inside their body. Now, what they don't understand is that you have two options. You can either work out to hold that density because muscle holds more of that vibration, or you can be okay with being a little bit rounder. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah. And, you know, I guess part of being awakened is also loving yourself and knowing that other people will love you regardless of your size if they're the perfect soulmate or whatever, perfect partner, you know, the love that softness of you and it just depends everybody's you know got a different interest on what's sexually exciting what's um enticing you know and so much of it is personality once somebody's in love with somebody they kind of don't notice all that stuff there it, it, that's very very true and there's a place and there's a purpose for everyone and everything and so i want to actually shine some light on beautiful goddesses that are a little bit rounder they tend to have a lot more love for themselves and other people um, they tend to be a lot more loving, giving, um, generous. They have a higher frequency. If you actually see anybody who's like really, really skinny, unless they work out and watch their diet a lot, they're actually um, starving for self-love. But oh, uh, we also very poignant. But we very also poignant need to, to hear understand that. that we are important, that we are worth saving, we are worth taking care of, and and that's not just physically, but financially. 
And so I created Solicious because I wanted to co-create with a whole bunch of amazing people. I was so sick of seeing all these beautiful, big-hearted, gifted people starving. And I realized it wasn't because they weren't charging enough. And we do talk, go into self-worth because a lot of it, some of it is self-worth. Um, I'm going to give you an example of that. I watched this video of this man who was putting dollar bills all over his suit. And he was willing to give that money to anyone um, that needed it. And as he stood there on the street, this woman, and this is a YouTube you can actually look up, this woman came up and she started to pick the dollar bills off. And she was physically fit. She was wealthy. She had nice shoes. Like her outfit was immaculate. You could tell this woman had money. And he's like, do you really need this? And she's like, yeah, I'm getting my nails done. And she takes a total of $40 off his jacket and she walks off. And this bum walks up and he takes $2. And he's like, is that all you need? And he said, yeah, I just need to get a hamburger today. And in that moment, our world shamed that woman. Like, how dare she take that money? She doesn't need it. Um, but I saw something different. I realized the universe isn't judging us. We are judging ourselves. The reason why that woman had was because she thought she was worth it. Does that make sense? Where that bum did not. He only took what he needed to survive. Yeah, it's uh, what they need and what they what is okay and you know yeah I love that idea and that analogy it kind of reminds me I taught college and the students who were my A plus students when I would I would have them grade themselves they'd give themselves a A minuses and Bs and then my students who were my D C students would give themselves high C's sometimes a B even sometimes an A and and then um, they had to write the justification and it was very interesting so the people who had the the most often took the least so that's very interesting yes 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 so we do go into self worth understanding your value and your worth what most healers don't realize is their worth is actually double frequency than those that don't have that ability. It's, it's like the difference between the Atlanteans and the humans. But they don't understand money so well. And they, they, they want to give from their heart and they don't. So, and they're shaming their need to survive. So they're very much like those moms. They're only taking what they need. And I realized if I could mm. start educating and healing them, because healers need healing, and I could start showing them their own worth that simultaneously teach them how to run businesses, they, we could funnel money to the hands of the people. But I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about yeah. all of us. I wanted to be every one of us has such an amazing gift. And we all have the same elk, which means your ideal client. Why not work together? Why not create a massive funnel that funnels people from the beginning stages of awakening, goes into their emotional stuff, goes into their relationships, goes into business, gets them certified, and then ultimately takes them over to different countries, and, and it goes through the shamanic work and actually set up little communities all over the world of these beings that are that have so much to give. Like, but it's but I realize if we work together, we're even stronger. It's the the universe has been showing me how original communities and colonies were created. It's like a beehive. Each person has a unique gift, and if everybody was stepping fully into their purpose and their gift, and they were all able to co collaborate and share together. We would create these beautiful, beautiful, harmonious communities and towns that produced a product or a honey for the world, and one that fed the entire community. But we have all of this chaos, all of this confusion, all of these people fighting to, like, for, for ownership or, what's the word, like competing against each other. But the truth is, is if we all stepped into our divine purpose, there's enough for everyone, and everyone is so unique but simultaneously beautifully connected that we could create these harmonious communities. Well, this is absolutely beautiful, and uh, makes me even more excited because part of my part of me is my business is having the nonprofit, the Keep Smiling movement, and we're about creating community and recognizing people for how they amplify goodness, inspire greatness, and create happiness through smiles, and. We, and we you know, put like people together in these books. So usually it's 100 people that don't even necessarily know each other and because you know, the story is about one person and then we add 99 other people that are either their fans, followers, or people that, they, um, uh, in, that inspire them or are like them. And it's about, for us, creating community, hoping that they'll then cross-promote each other and then learn, say, hey, I picked you to be in my book or hey, I saw I'm in your book and then they work together so that they can create 
harmony and more business and help other people with because the people that we pick are people who make a difference in the world for other people. And so I'm super excited. Now I'm even, I was already excited about this weekend. Now I'm super, super excited. Gina, do you have any comments that you'd like to share? No, but I'm really excited about what I'm hearing. Very interesting stuff I'd never thought about, that's for sure. And it's uh, quite fabulous, you know, when you're uh, recognizing about people and their, um, you know, and how they, you know, because I go through different phases of my life where I'll, I take, I, I receive and get a lot of money and then I go through phases where I don't. And money, money for me has never been a priority or uh, that's not what I'm attracted to. Although as a child, I uh, kept money, was very resilient about money. I, ho I hoarded money, but I don't know if it was from a fear of someday they would be lack or because, you know, of what, um, although I didn't, um, have financial needs as a child. I, I had I had a comfortable life with my parents, uh, but I always um, I like I remember crying because I spent fifty cents on a candy bar and I had eaten it before I even crossed the street again to get into my house. The carryout was across the street because I realized that I had, in my mind, wasted that fifty cents because I didn't even enjoy the candy because it was gone before I even got home. That's that's interesting. So. Um, with it being gone, like when you're hoarding those kind of things, do you want to tap into your emotions right now and see if we can figure it out what happened? Oh, sure. Um, you know, part of that uh, is that, you know, I didn't enjoy it. I, I wasn't with it. I didn't um, it, I didn't feel like it was good for used for a better purpose. So at the time it felt very um, – well, it wasn't even about being selfish. It just because I didn't even get to enjoy it or it, it was so impulsive. And um, and I felt like that money could have been better spent on something more important or more enriching or something I enjoyed or with someone else. Mm, mm. So I have an interesting um, – so I was very similar as a child. Like I would get disgusted if people were spending money like on wine or things like that. Like um, people would spend like $10,000 on a bottle of wine. And I was like, that could feed like a freaking country, right? Or people that were like – there's there's actually a taco that you can buy for twenty five thousand dollars. Did you know that? You sprinkle they have gold on top, and it's twenty. I was gonna say I hope it has gold on it. <laughs> it does. It does. And there's people willing to spend that. And so a lot of times people like you and I we see the value of other things so much differently than other people do, and it's almost like it used to be like appalling for me um, to like watch people waste money in any capacity. Um, which I think is a beautiful trait. I think it's something that we hold to because it, it makes us feel good about ourselves, right? Um, we feel like good people. And, but what we don't understand is we get addicted to feeling like a good person. Did you know that was an actual addiction? Uh, that makes sense to me. I'd, I'd heard something about that before, and I know that, um, you know, when, well, especially because of the feel good. I mean, I, you know, people say, oh, no, I only care about other people. I'm selfless. But I also know that when I do for others, what I get out of it. So it's not completely selfless because I am rewarded for the actions yeah. that I take. So, yeah. Yep. And you usually get what you give, right? So if you're always like giving, for instance, I was constantly giving um, free healings. I was always like giving free healings. I was always taking care of everybody. And because of that, the universe constantly blessed me. I constantly got upgraded. I constantly got spiritual awareness. I constantly was given gifts by the universe. I've been able to achieve some of the highest states of being when it comes to the spiritual pathway. Like I've died. I've been to heaven. I was invited to paradise. I've been get granted immortality. I've awakened my Kundalini. Like I've, I've met, like I've met very divine beings. I was actually visited by the living Christ and Lady Magdalene. So there's just so many, many, many gifts I've been given because I was always giving. Does that make sense? But it, but it comes from we get what we give. So if you want money, you have to learn to be okay with spending money. Money has a certain vibration. And that vibration is I want to be worshipped. She wants people to like her. So I want you to think of materialistic people. Um, and we tend to shame them. So I want, as, as giving people, we tend to shame them. So I'm bringing awareness to this. 
people that are very yeah, very I'm, and I'm okay are, with that because I used to be uh, that way, but now I'm happy for other people, and I'm okay with their decisions with the money. It's, uh-huh. It may not be a decision that I would make, but I'm okay with them doing it. And that that took a long time for me to get there, uh, for me to be okay. And I and I'm ter- perfectly I'm I'm fine if somebody else wants to eat a twenty five thousand dollar taco. That I'm like, and then I and I and I'd want to hear all about it and be excited for them. And I think that's why my friends who are all over the map like me, because whether they're you know like same thing like with I have a friend some friends who are very model-esque and if they gave five pounds they feel fat ugly disgusting or whatever and I'll be in empathy with them and 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 they're always like I'm so appreciative of that you know because you as a bigger person you know I never thought that you could empathize with me and I said I get it you know five pounds on you is way different than five pounds on me and I get that that affects you and it's okay for you to be unhappy with that and we need to talk about it and I can be there for you um, but I it wasn't always that way I mean it, it took years of awareness to get there so say, please share more because I love this line of talk yeah I love that and I, I love that you are loving yourself through this whole process because that's what it takes to be goddess um, I, I actually um, used to be super skinny when I was younger and that's how I know that that's a lack of self-love but when I started getting hormone issues and I started to like, like grow older and got like something called PCOS, have you ever heard of that? And I was able to pack on 40 pounds in a single month and nobody has empathy for somebody until they go through that. You're like, it's a whole other ball game. I I actually do. Um, some things that you don't know about me is uh, I also own an intimacy business and uh, I actually, one of my, one of my prides uh, that I'm very happy about is um, I had a, I, I used to be a professional makeup artist as well. And I did that on the side cause I did that first before I became um, uh, an intimacy consultant. And uh, my business was called the sexuality tutor. I still own it. I just don't advertise it anymore and only do it by word of mouth. But I had a, a woman come to me. I was working one of the weekends at a makeup counter and I had worked with her previously and she came to me and she was crying and I'm like what's up and she said I just wanted to let you know I'm so happy you got me pregnant and everybody at the store stopped and looked because they're like how did this woman get that woman pregnant and it was because I had told her um, after meeting with her and seeing a lot of her physical symptoms I said you know would you please talk to your doctor about PCOS I can't diagnose you but I can certainly give you information to pursue and sure enough that's what it was and I told her what treatments and stuff that I had heard people taking for success for fertility and she had gotten pregnant so she was so excited to tell me and 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 so yes that that does pack on the weight um uh, weird hair in weird places I mean mood swings I mean yeah PCOS can be very frustrating especially with fertility so thank you for sharing that yeah absolutely and it's it's what I what I love about you and people need to understand is is the, when you start gaining weight, it's usually because you are so empathetic and you're taking on all this other stuff. And people with PCOS tend to be very empathetic people. They te- tend to take on a lot of other people's stuff for them. And people don't understand this and they don't educate themselves and it becomes a shame game. And they think that they should be able to drop off weight naturally like everybody else, but it doesn't work that way, right? We have to eat differently. We have to exercise differently. We have to learn to love ourselves at every single stage, right? It's actually a level up game. And that's, People in this world, they, they look at other people and they judge, but they don't understand is, thank goodness. You know, think, I just send love because it's like, I'm so grateful for every person out there that's gone. It's like Frodo. They're willing to go all the way to the eye because without somebody being willing to gain weight and go through that experience, there can't be somebody who is up on stage as a supermodel. Did you know that? It's all about contrast in this reality. We all have to play a role for the other so one can make up to the other level. And that was now that's very interesting. Yeah, we are on this beautiful balance of infinity loop of how much pleasure can I receive before I sabotage, how much pain can I endure before I traumatize. But we're also simultaneously looped with everyone else. We're in this co-creation whether we like it or not. I'm going to explain this in a different way. When you start being able to see the infinities, like people believe in God. Do Do you guys believe in God? Um, I do uh, believe in mu- uh, multiple. Yeah, I, I uh, studied alternative religion, and um, so I see God as having different faces depending on different people. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> and, and and the truth is, is there's infinite possibilities. So the truth is, there is an infinite God. And when you can see the infinities, there is infinity, 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 infinity loops. It's a little overwhelming. 
But what people don't understand is God has a brother and sister or a friend and a cousin and a fr- that he co-created with. He couldn't have co-created infinity without the rest of the, you know what I'm saying, without others. And we're all co-creating. But simultaneously, for him to be good, there must be somebody who is dark. Does that make sense? The ultimate God is everything that is. But there always is context. Okay. For somebody to be fit, there has to be somebody willing to be fat. For somebody to be healthy, there has to be somebody willing to be sick. We want to experience ourselves in every frequency on every level. So instead of having judgment for other people, we send them love. Thank you for going through that so I don't have to. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> instead of taking it away from them, um, no, maybe I can make it easier, them. but I don't have to take it away. Yeah. Yeah, we honor them. Like these beautiful beings that come down with like Down syndrome and things like that. Thank goodness that somebody was willing to do that so we didn't have to. It's, it's an honor to be in the space of somebody who is, I call them magicians. I believe everybody's a magician. We said lock our ass up, throw us in the ocean, chain us up, and we're going to show you how to break free. And if we sit there and feel sorry for people or judge them, we're not allowing them to break free from what they asked to be signed up for. Everybody chose their reality. Because they are badasses. We, and we look at the world as all these victims, but the truth is every one of these people are fully capable of handling the situation they're in. They just need us to believe in them instead of judge them or shame them. Okay, so that makes sense that, um, uh, like, like for, so for Gina, Gina's been going through some health issues. So for Gina, I've um, been saying for her that um, I want her to uh, get well as, uh, as, and to learn whatever lessons and to get well as quickly and gracefully as she can and still learn whatever lessons that she needs to learn. Uh, would that be, yeah, go along absolutely. with what you're saying? Absolutely. So, Gina, fact, that's what I've been doing for you. <laughs> when somebody enters their spiritual awakening, there's a whole phase of health issues. Just so you know. And so, thank you, Andrea. You're welcome. Sounds like uh, we have a motor speedway in the background. I know, stupid bridge. Oh, Gina lives right like on the on the water, and so she gets to hear all these interesting noises all the time. <laughs> I do all day, all night. Drives me nuts Sundays, but <laughs> anyway, continue, That's Natalie. Quite beautiful. Well, what what would you ladies? Um, what would you like to know more about, or how can I serve you? Gina, do you have some thoughts on what you'd like to know, maybe uh, in relation to your health? Yeah, so let's continue with the conversation related to my health. I agree with what Natalie was saying about how oftentimes when people enter a spiritual awakening, they do have health issues. So is there anything that I can do that could potentially help me get through the health issues faster, with better results, that kind of stuff? Absolutely, absolutely. So when I started my spiritual journey, too, um, about 17 years ago, I was 20 years old, and I'm going to just tell you a little bit about what I created as a reality. Um, A lot of times why we create physical issues is because we don't feel seen, heard, and valued for what is happening, and so we feel a little bit crazy, and we start stuffing our emotions. I ended up creating fibromyalgia, um, bipolarism. Um, I had cysts on both wrists. My colon looked like I was 50 years old, and... um, I'm trying to think, oh, I had severe OCD, severe anxiety, like you name it, I developed it um, at the age of 20. And so I went through this huge, long um, part of my life, probably five or six years, learning how to become a healer, learning how to communicate to the other side, ended up um, manifesting a daughter that was terminally ill. She had spinal muscular atrophy when she was born, so she was paralyzed from the neck down. So again, another physical element, right? All of this, as I learned, was reflections of myself. Reflections of my own life where I was paralyzed and was afraid to move forward. Reflections of where I felt stuck or I felt judged or I felt shamed or I felt all of these trapped emotions. So as you start going through your spiritual awakening, you'll start to realize everything is just a reflection of how you treat yourself, but simultaneously of the trapped emotions inside of you. And so I started to work with trauma specialists and shame specialists, and we started to heal my trauma and my shame. And as I did that, um, all the physical elements that I had completely subsided. Now, 
I actually healed my bipolarism, my anxiety, all of that stuff within six months. And that is what I teach people how to do at my event. But a lot of it is rewiring your brain and then just learning how to process your emotions in a healthy way. Every physical element is actually a reflection of a trapped emotion. I will put people on my table and they will literally go into full-fledged labor. Like they feel like they look like they're having a baby just because of their trapped anger or trapped shame or trapped emotion. And once they're done, their physical pain is gone. And so that is the fastest way, but learning how to rewire your brain is a huge part of that. It's, I'm going to tell you an example of that. So when I go to do a healing, like on a dog, it almost works within instant, like within like a minute, that dog is a lot of times healed. I don't work on animals as an occupation, but my own dog and a few others I'll work on or fish. I love fish. Um, so I can heal them very, very quickly. It was actually a joke as a, when I was younger because I would heal fish, and my kids would sit there and put their hands over fish trying to heal them. But they would take them out of the water, and that would, like, not serve their purpose. But um, but with humans, because they have so many blocks and beliefs that, that keep God from blessing them or keeping themselves from healed, it's very important that as you start the emotional work, you actually rewire your brain so that you can receive a miracle. Because if you have any doubt that it's possible, you won't be able to be healed. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, this is not the first time that I've had pretty major physical issues. Back in 2005, 2006, I had been told in 2005 that I had 12 to 18 months to live. And almost not the end that the doctors had predicted, but then experienced a complete and total miracle, completely recovered, managed to go from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane to walking with no assistance at all. And I was well for a number of years. But I really feel like I'm going to a higher level in my learning and practice, I guess is a good way to say it. And lo and behold, here comes all the physical stuff all over again. So I yep, I know what I did the first time, but I think I didn't learn all the lessons I had to learn, and therefore I have to deal with this a second time. So are you okay for um, – are you willing to let me give you some feedback? Absolutely. What if, Wouldn't have asked the question if, if you, I wasn't. What if you did do it correct the first time? What if you're spiraling up? So we're on this amazing spiral all the way up through ascension, Okay. And what we'll do is we'll yep. figure out a problem, and then we'll come back around, and that same problem will be presented. And a lot of times we get discouraged, but no, you're just back where you were before. You've made a full circle, but now we need to see if you can do it a little bit quicker and a little bit faster because you're being trained, and you're be, it's, it's like they're training you for, like, universal CIA, okay? They want to see how fast well, and I'm not even back where I was people. before. I'm not even back where I was before. I am much further ahead than where I was before with a whole lot exactly. more wisdom, knowledge, et cetera, than I had when I first got the news that I had 12 to 18 months to live. So, yes, that resonates yes. with me very nicely. So now it's like, okay, how fast can we get through this? Remember how what I said about the infinity loop? How fast? How much can I receive pleasure before I sabotage? How much pain can I endure before I traumatize? We have all yes. have similar stories. And those similar stories are, this one is your pain. This is your similar loop where you're on the loop of pain where you come through this, let's say every five years this shows up to you or every year or whatever. Mine, mine used to loop about every two years I'd have a similar story show up, okay? And I can teach you guys how to go in and clear the stories for good, but this is, this is called your learning pathway. And we, we will do this. We will just spiral up until we get to the point where, you, for instance, Tony Robbins allows himself to feel his emotion for about 90 seconds, and then he chooses to flip himself up into a beautiful state again. So what they do is they give us these loops that we keep running, and it wants to see, okay, how fast is this? How fast can you flip from trauma to pleasure? From trauma to pleasure? From trauma to pleasure? Right? You get some scary news about something, and you're like, oh my gosh, that sucks, and you're like in the mud for like a day or two, and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to live the best life possible, and you flip yourself back up. They want to see how fast you can flip your emotions, and how fast you can get through that trial. That makes sense. Does that that resonate with you? Yeah, it does. And each time you do it, you're going to get faster. 
you're going to get faster, you're going to get better, and you're going to become more badass to the point where eventually something phases you. They're like, you got cancer. I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? You get to the point where nothing phases you because you realize you are immortal. When you get to the point where pain can bring you pleasure and joy, there's no way to kill you. Does that make sense? Because even if okay, you that, die, that, ma- you that does like, make sense. You're yeah. going to be fine. Late, you're like, lately, yeah. over the last year, I've been um, everything that comes up. I, I still get really upset, uh, but usually, I'll, like, I'll just start like bawling. But usually, within uh, 90 seconds to three minutes, I can t- completely turn around and be laughing and be perfectly fine. And I'll have huh? episodes of that again over that same issue, you know, three or four times. But my um, resolution period to get back is is really really high, and to be able to let it go and be done with it is it's been you, tremendous. I mean, you're becoming a god. Jesus, three well, days, honey. <laughs> you take um, three minutes. You know, <laughs> well, it, it, or three minutes recycled a couple times. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like really traumatic stuff. I'm able to. Uh, resolve quickly. It's it's interesting to even watch watch it happen because you'll see me in total upset and then and then quickly uh, be able to do that. Um, and it's been through all kinds of healing. All uh, you know, every probably I would say about thirteen different healing modalities. But um, you know, and then all, there's so many layers yet to come, which would make it even easier. So, yeah, that's why it's so exciting. So for you, Gina. Um, you know, with what you're going through now, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Gina also went through a divorce and so forth uh, fairly recently, and and you know, getting through and and you did really really well through that. And then sometimes that has a delayed reaction. So yeah, you know, I agree. What and emotion... now it's sorry. Go ahead. It's all yours, Natalie. Go. Well, I was just going to ask Gina, what emotions right now do she does she feel the most of that I could possibly help her shift, so that she can change, um, whatever is going on inside her body. Does that make sense? So we can start uh, the healing process again. Yeah, that's a good question. I've dealt with a lot of my emotions, and I'd say I actually feel a lot of. <laughs> kind of nothingness, which is kind of strange. Uh, I'm often just kind of, I don't even know how to put it into words, bored and lonely, which is not normally my norm. And so it's been a weird period for me. I've got so much going on that I shouldn't be bored and I shouldn't be lonely, but yet I still feel bored or lonely. So I want you to pay attention to the word that you said, should. Should is actually a swear word. It means that you're shaming yourself for your emotions. Mm, got it. It's and, and we have to be really honest. So are you suffering from any kind of depression? Because um, it sounds like you have a little bit of apathy, which means we stop caring and we don't feel anything. No, I don't think so. Okay. There, um, there usually when you go through something big like you recently have, um, a lot of times healers or spiritually awakened people, they shame their emotions. Very much like I should feel better, like I should be happy, or I should be this, or I should be successful, or I should be whatever, okay? Until we have like a very honest conversation with ourselves and with other people about how we actually genuinely feel, we'll go into a state where we don't really feel much, and we do feel bored because we've cut ourselves off from other people because we're in a state of shaming. I have definitely been there, and I have definitely dealt with that. So from that standpoint, yes, I was depressed earlier in the divorce process. I really do believe that I have dealt with that and overcome that. Beautiful. So now that you have a state where you're feeling bored and and, and lonely a little bit, how in your life, where in your life do you feel actually seen, heard, and truly valued or cherished by someone? Where do you feel connected to someone else? 
in some of the work that I do, but not in all of the work that I do. What are you giving the world that you could be giving yourself? That's a good question. I'll have to think about that. Beautiful. And that's just a question that you'll keep asking yourself. Because the truth is, is if you can start giving yourself what you've been trying to give the world, you're going to correct that that loneliness and boredom. You're going to become your own best friend. You're going to laugh all day long. You're going to step fully into your joy. You're going to start having childlike play. You're going to start reaching out to your sisters and giggling all day and start manifesting everything you desire. The truth is awesome. you've been giving, giving and giving and giving when all you need to do is look at yourself and say, what am I giving them? Whether that's love, whether that's connection, whether it's your time, you're not giving it to yourself. Well, I'm certainly not giving myself time, that's for sure. You're not hanging out with yourself. Well, thank you for that. That is true. Thank you for that. I will definitely look at that more. Well, I'm super excited um, for Andrea to be coming to my event. I was meeting her through Kurt Walker. She just recently went to a Spice. Do you want to tell them about your experience with Spice? Yeah. Um, so Spice, I forget what the S stands for, but it's uh, really about, um, you know, looking for people and heart-centered entrepreneurs who are inter- in, interested in creating a prosperous life for people and, and of being influenced by being heart-centered and making a difference in the world. And it's a very structured networking meeting. Um, Kurt Walker is one of the co-founders, and he had been begging me to come uh, for months. And finally, it just so happened I, I could make it there from San Diego to Vegas if I just flew over for the evening and so we created it and he literally created a spice meeting for me so I could come because we've been talking about me oh, participating awesome. and helping grow it yeah it was really fun so um so I went and um, he usually has around 30 people or so it's hosted at someone's home everybody brings something and the average donation is uh, around a hundred dollars you donate to come some sometimes uh, more you know for um, the money to go towards something of good and uh, uh, they um, have music, uh, they have, you know, fellowship, they have where people introduce each other and network, and it's just a really great uh, way of being with people who really get the world and want to play at a higher level and resonate with um, what we can do for others while also helping ourselves. And uh, and Kurt and I, um, I don't even remember how I met Kurt or through her, who I met Kurt, but uh, we've become fast friends in, in, uh, this, this year, and um, he introduced me to Natalie. And, uh, and Natalie and I just clicked. I mean, I don't know, we talked for like 45 minutes and just like kind of uh, fell in love with each other as far as who we are and what we do and, and what we can offer to the world. And she invited me to come out. And um, and so we're making this all happen. And it's pretty exciting. So uh, Natalie, I'll let you go from there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm so excited to co-create with you. So Kurt sat and bragged and bragged about this beautiful goddess. And he's like, Natalie, she's, she's so big hearted like you are. Like she's just like, and he's starting to love this movement we created because he, he meets people like her and he's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I just want to see these people succeed. Um, and that is why we created what we're creating because it's like these people like us need to, we feed from each other. We love to co-create. We love to be on a team of people. We love to celebrate others. We love to shine the light. And that's, I think that's why you tell other people's stories because you just love, genuinely love people. Um, and so he, he connected me with her. Yeah. And I'm super, 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 super excited um, to co-create and play and shine light on her. Like I just want the whole world to know about her and how gifted she is because I know she just works her little booty off <laughs> constantly. Um, she really does. Carter just said she's probably one of the hardest working publicist he's ever ever come across so I just want to celebrate you and just so proud of you and how far you've come and I just yeah like she she made me giggle because she was telling me all her um like she was just like telling me everything she's really good at right and um 
And I see this so many with big hearted people is they have so much volume that they don't even know what to tell people they do. <laughs> so it's like, it's like this, I call him the, the Michelangelo, I call it the Michelangelo, I can't even say his name, Michelangelo, that, what's that artist's name? Michelangelo okay. effect. Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's called the Michelangelo curse. They, um, they say it's a oh. curse because we're like multi, um, multi-dimensional beings that can do so many different things. Like we're so gifted in so many areas. And when, when we try to tell people I do this one thing um, or I do this, like we kind of like go on for 45 minutes because really, truthfully, what do you want? We can do anything you desire, <laughs> if that makes sense. So you just reminded me a lot of me and my 25-page resume. Well, it's funny because Gina's that way as well. I mean, we kind of just say that Gina is a consultant as her one word, but she she does so much more than that, too. I mean, she helps counsel people. She helps do business consulting. She helps them with their uh, finances. She helps them with their structure and JVs, I mean, and on and on and on. And so that's what's really funny is when Gina and I connected, Gina's that same way. I mean, she's got so many many things Ah, going for her. I love that. (laughs) I love yeah, that, Gina. I love that, Gina. That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we can't, beautiful. we can't say it in just one, one word. So consultant is about the best you can get. Well, I had to laugh. Right? I, 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 I ran into Greg Reed again this weekend. I don't know if you guys both know him or not. Um, Greg Reed, um, he's like a four-time um, bestseller um, and uh, done some pretty amazing things. He has Secret Knock, and um, he was one of the producers of Wishman and um, made that happen and everything. And, and uh, this weekend, uh, and, and six years, I met him almost six years ago now, five and a half years ago, and he sees me last night and he says, you know what, Andrea, we've never had lunch. We've never sat down and talked, you know, and he goes, hi, my name is Greg Reed, which is really funny because I see him every couple months. And in fact, the last couple months I've seen him like, I don't know, like eight times in the last 30 days. And, um, you know, he's like, how come, you know, how come you've never, you know, pitched to me? How come you've never, you know, and I said, you know what, the timing wasn't right. You know, I said, when the time's right, we'll work together, you know, and, and it was funny because, and then he said, you know, I don't really even know what you do. All I know is everybody likes you and you always show up and you're always there and whatever people need you somehow provide it. And I said, well, that kind of sums me up. And then I gave him a little bit of a laundry list of what I do. And then he says, wow, you're kind of like, which is really funny because I didn't even tell him about my intimacy business at all yet. And he goes, you know, really, you're kind of like the business bondage. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, you tie everything together so it works better. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Well, it was funny, especially because I told him, I said, well, that's funny that you mentioned that because I actually own the corporate Kama Sutra uh, website because I always wanted to talk about, you know, how how do you make business work? How do you make, you know, relationships work in business? And and when I used to go, I I mean, I've been a keynote speaker for for years. The last couple of years, I haven't been doing as much keynote speaking, but I started up again this year. But I used to go into businesses and talk about business relationships and networking and talk to about and compared it to dating I'm like you know a lot of people go to an event and they treat it like a one-night stand they just want to sell you something and then be done with you and you know and people are looking for long-term relationships they want to date first before you get a contract to marry you know and and then I always talk (laughs) about how you want to keep your clients hot for you or they'll be checking out the new you know publisher down the street who's got something better to offer you know so uh, just really fun fun stuff like that so um yeah, so thank you guys for that. And then, Natalie, will you talk more about what's happening this weekend so people know about it? Yes, absolutely. So um, we do the events every single month. Um, we connect with Kurt Walker that does Spice. You are going to be coming to actually from 3 to 6. We're going to be doing a beautiful shamanic cacao ceremony with drumming and celebration. And they're going to – these two um, healers that we'll be presenting have um, traveled all over, and they've studied with many native cultures – and so they'll be presenting from 3 to 6. Uh, from 6.50 on, we'll be doing this beautiful spice dinner with other business le- leaders in the area. And then on the 9th, 10th, and 11th, we have many, many guest speakers coming um, and, and, and presenting lots of amazing information on spiritual awareness or healing or different things. And then for me in particular, I'll be deep diving and teaching people how to heal their anger, their shame, their trauma, and, and teaching you guys. Because my goal is actually to teach you everything I know. I want to empower you and give you the tools 
to not only make more money, but simultaneously awaken your spiritual gifts so you have more confidence in who you are. And, and so my goal is to duplicate myself as many, many, in many, many ways. So a lot of people are like, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Don't use my content. So I, I'm like, please do. Please take it. Please help the world. Please heal. And, and it, it's all about just removing your ego and just allowing God to work through you. And so that's, this is what this event will be about. It's about surrendering to the higher power, understanding God already. And here's the funny thing. I'm not religious but I'm very, very conscious of the idea that there's something, something bigger and better out there, and I want to help you guys step into magic. And when you learn to surrender, to allow, surrender, and receive, you can start manifest everything you desire in a very beautiful way. And I gave an example of this, this um, on YouTube, on, or sorry, on Facebook, but when I started creating this event, for instance, um, I reached out to Kurt. I says, I want to do a spice. I reached out to my friend Cindy. I says, we need a location. My friend says, I have this lady I just met that has this beautiful area. I reached out to her and she says, oh, I already know Kurt. I wa- I've been wanting to do a spice. So in five minutes, I was able to locate a, a, a beautiful event center for normally, that would probably cost me fifteen to $3,000 to rent, right? I got it for absolutely free within five minutes because I step in universal flow. I surrender and allow God to do the work for me. And he's already planted the seeds. For instance, um, he already planted the seed with Andrea. Uh, make sure you say your name right. Is it Andriana? It's beautiful. Is that proper? Properly? I keep wanting Andrea. to call you Andrea. But Andrea. That's okay. Beautiful. beautiful. Andrea is how my parents uh, call me, and then a lot Andrea. of my friends call me Andrea, but I don't correct them. So whatever you say is fine. So I, no, I resonate gorgeous. with all I'm, of them. I love that. Andrea. Okay. So with like Andrea, here I needed you know, some publicity. I wanted to get these events done. And he, Kurt had already met her. Like everything is linking and syncing together. My life becomes this beautiful synchronicity flow because I just trust God and I surrender. And it's just, it, it's amazing how many people around the world have connected to me to create this, this pathway, this bridge where it's this rainbow bridge that actually has been prophesied for many, many years that would come. We've been like the, the, the Hopi Indians, um, and different Indians have spoken about this bridge that was created. And uh, to, to end this with, I'm going to give you a story of how I was called to it. About four years ago, four to five years ago, I had a dream. And in the dream, I'm sitting with this beautiful group of people by the by the headstones, like those sacred stones um, that I think they're in Wales or Ireland. I can't remember the exact location. But we're sitting there, and this this chief comes out, and she's a great-grandmother chief. And she comes out and she walks back and forth around the people and she stops and she looks at me. And it was that moment when you're looked at and you're like, please don't pick me because you know, (laughs) you're a little bit scared, you know, because you know she's going to ask you to do something important and you're not quite confident in yourself. And she says, Natalie, I need you to weed the bridge. And she hands me this big, long, like all this black hair. And I'm like sitting there and I says, can I have others help me? Because I was like, crap. (laughs) Like, I just knew that what she was asking was huge. And she said, yes. And I turned to people and I start handing people in the group pieces and strands of this hair. And I start teaching them how to braid and how to weave this hair. And as we did it, this beautiful rainbow bridge appeared in the sky above us. And I looked at everybody and says, look, we've created it. And that's exactly what we've done. I've become literally an acorn. An acorn literally goes into the earth, it germinates and it vibrates, and then everything it needs comes to it so it can grow into this beautiful acorn. Everybody that I need to build this bridge is is coming. I have people reaching out saying, hey, I don't know why I'm here, but I feel like I'm supposed to be helping you with something. I just talked to a city council member. He, he, He's literally um, entire in charge of the whole city, and Spirit has been calling to him, um, him to me for almost two years. And he says, I don't know why um, I'm here, but he says, I'm supposed to be helping you. And these people have written, like, he says, I've written over 40 um, business plans. I've made millions of dollars for my church. My church left me with nothing, but I'm here to help you. These are big-hearted, beautiful beings that are being birthed and, the, and ready to surrender to the universe and ready to surrender to God in the greater plan and ready to serve humanity at a higher capacity. And they're coming from everywhere. I have one in San Diego. I was in an event. I was up there, and we were supposed to go out and meet a, meet a stranger and be kind to them. 
And this man walked by. I immediately asked him, I said, what you're reading? And we connected. Within 10 minutes, I had that man bawling. Um, he said, nobody has ever cared about me this much. And within 15, 30 minutes, I find out he's the CEO of this massive company. He does all this amazing stuff. Like, like people, like, I don't, I, I can't explain it. And now he wants to, like, help build little cities. Like, it's just crazy how many people are just showing up saying, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to help you. Does that make sense? So it's, it's beautiful what we're creating. And we're able to take people from the beginning of their spiritual awakening all the way up to self-actualization so that they can actually step out there and, and make the world a better place. Instead of giving handouts, we're giving hand ups. We want to serve the ugly ducklings, the swans that are in society that, that they feel like they're trying to fit in. And we're like, no, sweetheart, you're a swan. Follow us. Because those are the mm -hmm. ones that are massively gifted, that have beautiful hearts, that deserve to deserve to be in a place where they have the money and financial abundance and the community and the systems in place that they can serve the world in higher capacity. That's amazing. Pretty amazing. Um, and it just seems to flow with everything that's been happening to me for the last couple of years, especially the last year. Um, and I have been allowing just the universe to provide. And like, I, I, and I have a moments of like, oh no, or this or that, or how's this going to work out? And then it just, it all works out. Um, I'd like, I have a mantra. I always tell everybody to have a mantra. And um, mine is, is um, for them to say, Andrea, everything works out for you. It always does. So, in fact, when I hear that, I instantly am fine. Like if I'm upset or bothered or worried, when I hear that, I know that it's true and that I'm fine. I love that. And what people don't understand, like even with financial abundance or any of these things, you're going to hit a really low thing for a period of time. The universe is testing you. It's trying to see if you're willing to serve from the right place versus just for the money alone. Does that make sense? Especially if, oh, absolutely. if you want to if it wants to hire you, if you're getting hired by the universe, it's going to test you. And every person that's ever made it big in this world, they've gone through a, a place where they were broke, that they were like, but in their um, bank account, it was like negative 300. And they continue to breathe through it and stay in a beautiful state and say, okay, I got this and have absolute trust in the universe. And once they can do that enough, they get birthed through the vagina, I kid you not, and suddenly on the other side, they realize, whoa, there really is a God or there really is a mother that feeds me. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a yeah, beautiful it's, thing that happens. It's quite okay. amazing, um, you know, with, uh, with the nonprofit, you know, because we – uh, Ken, Ken Rashawn is the founder of it, and he and I have been putting so much money and energy into it the last uh, five and a half years. And, you know, there are times where, like, people are like, I don't get it, or they don't understand it, or they're like, why are you spending so much money, or family doesn't support it. But we both know that we've been called on by a higher purpose to make this happen. And, and so we, we are just trusting that every time, you know, a hurdle with doing this, it'll fall in place. It'll fall in place. And we are, we're meeting the right people. These beautiful books are coming out, these amazing stories. We spoke at some amazing conferences and um, had really, really cool things happen. And, and, and it's so interesting because um, when um, I spoke, I got to interview um, Frank Shankwitz. He's a friend of mine. He's the founder of the, co-founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation when um, they did his movie in his movie they show everybody like yeah I want to be on the board and I want to help and I want to create this vision with you but in reality that's not what happened as he's like I want to create this I want to do this foundation and his friends were like I don't really know that you can do that I don't you know there might be a lot of rules there might be and like he had a difficult time getting people on board and that's one of the things that's um, allowed us to realize that um, not everybody gets on board because they don't always see the vision and they're afraid of what if it fails or whatever. And for Ken and I, there is no question Andrea, that it cannot fail. Only 90 what? seconds. We need to tell everybody oh. how they can find Natalie. Please. <laughs> Natalie, how can we find you? So, so you can find me on Facebook at Natalie Bushnell. I have a website called www.solicious.com. Um, is there a way I, where I can put their information? They can email me at salicious.nb at gmail.com. Um, do you want me to give them my phone number? What, what else would you like me to give them? What, whatever nope, you're welcome to give. That should be enough. Whatever you want. 
yeah, like I'd love for them to reach out. I would love for them to reach out to you guys and they can get my contact information. Please come co-create with us. If you're a spiritual healer or coach and you want to work with a team of people to co-create, you can come be at one of our events. I love that you were saying that people think we're crazy um, for doing what we're doing. You're right. If you're in an environment like even Jesus had to leave his hometown to shine, right? Um, I love that you were saying that because the truth is, is I'm finding a way for everybody to get paid in this company. I'm finding every, a way for everybody to be the owner. My husband even sits me down and says, Natalie, this is crazy. I don't care. I'm going to figure out a way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. We, those that yep. are crazy enough to feel like they can make a difference, they, they do. And we are those kind of women. So thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me on. I freaking love you. And, yes, please reach out and come co-create with us. Come learn how you can make a living doing everything that you're here to do, living your life purpose every single day. Perfect. Thank you so much, Natalie. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, ladies. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. 